SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint on SAFM, Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. As I promised you earlier in the show, in the intro, that we'll be talking about the country's 2021 economic outlook. And Jeff Schultz, who's a senior economist at BNP Paribas in South Africa, has authored a new research note entitled South Africa Outlook 2021, Likely Headwinds to Recover the Deep Dive. And uh, they've also held long held that view that South Africa's recovery this year would disappoint most expectations fundamental to their thinking is that many of the structural weaknesses that pushed the economy into recession before the pandemic, in particular lack of stable electricity supply, will scupper the pace of recovery. And joining us to unpack this is Jeff Schultz himself, who is the senior economist at BNP in South Africa. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Good evening, Nansa, and good evening to your listeners. Well, you, you, as I said in the intro, your report states that uh, our recovery this year will, will disappoint most expectations. Let's unpack some of these factors that will contribute to this. I know that, you know, unreliable electricity supply is one of them, as we are experiencing load shedding now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I think, um, look, I think it's reasonable to assume that following one of the worst growth contractions that we've had in our country's history last year, uh, it's reasonable to assume that there is going to be some kind of base effect-induced growth bounce back this year. So to put that out there, we we are still anticipating that growth is going to rebound to about 2.5% positive this year from around 7% contraction last year. But as you mentioned, the structural weaknesses that plagued the economy into recession, remember that the South African economy was in a technical recession even before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those structural weaknesses still very much remain. And fundamental to our view that I think a lot of the rebound that we're going to see this year is, quite, is going to be quite tepid is the lack of stable electricity supply. And I think this is going to be one of the largest drags And I think we're anticipating another year, unfortunately, of unstable electricity supply. Um, You look at the Center for Scientific and Industrial Research, they are anticipating that South Africa's energy supply gap this year is going to be 60% larger this year than what it was in 2020. And last year, as you know, we had one of the highest uh, degrees of load shedding uh, in, in our country's history. So unfortunately, that is going to be a very big drag on growth this year, we believe. Mm. And of course, we are now in the second wave. There's also the new strain as well. And uh, in, in, in your forecast, do you think that um, we are likely to experience a hard lockdown like the one that we had in March last year? So, you know, we, we entered that uh, our, our level three lockdown on the 29th of December, as everyone knows, and that was recently extended. Um, and, but I think importantly that the level three lockdown that we have today is not the level three that we had last year. Mm. I think increasingly so policymakers and the government are cognizant of the fact that they need to keep the economy as open as possible. Uh, we cannot afford a really hard lockdown like we had uh, in the second quarter of last year. Um, so it's really a, a, a fine balance between um, uh, the, the, health, uh, the health issue uh, as well as uh, the health issue in saving lives, as well as 
uh, saving lives in the economy um, mm-hmm. as well, you know, be, people being able to put food on the table. So our base case forecast does not assume that a hard lockdown is going to be implemented because we think that economic considerations are going to be given more weight than in the initial wave. But of course, you know, we're in uncharted territory here. Should infections continue to spiral out of control, mm-hmm. we certainly can't rule out harder regulations with a greater economic impact. Absolutely. Let's talk about the the, the vaccine. I mean, there are currently negotiations that are taking place, uh, but we have other countries that have made headway already and some on the continent already. And uh, you make mention that the delay in the rollout of the vaccines, um, you know, could also uh, uh, hamper with the, 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 the economic um, growth in our country. So what I want you to explain to us is the link between that and the gloomy economic outlook. Sure. So, I mean, I think, you know, the, the rollout of the vaccine, not just in South Africa, but I think globally is going to be incredibly important for confidence, for activity levels. Uh, the big thing to look at nowadays is alternative data to give you an idea uh, and sort of real time of what mm-hmm. what is actually happening in the economy. And if you look at Google mobility levels uh, for South Africa in particular, uh, the latest available readings that we can see indicate levels of between 35 to 40 percent below the norm uh, because of this uncertainty, because of the lockdown regulations, because of uh, confidence issues in this economy. Uh, and so I think, as in most economies, the focus is going to be on the rollout of a of a a credible uh, vaccine program that is efficient uh, and that is importantly effective. Uh, and unfortunately here, the country has been slow off the mark, we think. Um, and, you know, so far, if you look at the official, uh, what has been signed uh, officially in terms of the vaccines that we've managed to secure, it equates to about seven and a half million doses out of mm-hmm. a population of 60 million. Of course, uh, the pres- President Ramaphosa indicated in his, in his speech earlier this week that we've, in fact, secured 20 million doses, but we don't know the details behind that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if it is 20 million doses, that's only a third of the population. We need, to be, we need to be rolling out this at a much faster pace and to a much broader spectrum of the economy. And I think in, unless that is done in the second, you know, from, from now into the, end of, into the end of the year, it's going to be very difficult for this, for this government to be able to uh, achieve that sort of herd immunity status where you need at least two-thirds of the, econ- uh, of the, of the population immunised against this pandemic. Absolutely. And and uh, I guess a, 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 a lot of que- the, the main question on a lot of people's minds is what it, will it take for South Africa's economy to recover? I think it's got to come down to the right policies um, at the end of the day. Um, and I know I sound like probably a bit of a broken record saying that. But really, it does come down to policy, to, to the correct policies being implemented, not just spoken about, but actually implemented. Um, we have a, a, like, a, a good policy framework in this country. We've got good plans, good initiatives, uh, but we've always fallen short on implementation. So mm-hmm. let me touch on a couple of things. I think first and foremost is what we mentioned right up front, electricity supply. We need a stable electricity supply in this economy in order for the economy to grow and to, to attract investment. Um, that is fundamental. And fundamental to that is obviously ESCOM um, uh, going through its uh, own legal separation processes and allowing more uh, private sector participation in the energy sector. So I think that would be front of mind, that should be front of mind for policymakers. The second relates to 
um, 5G spectrum uh, licensing rollout. You know, we've been speaking about this for many, many years now. We need to. We now need to roll out spectrum uh, licensing. That's going to lower the cost of data. It's going to promote um, small, medium, micro enterprises uh, being mm. able to compete in this economy a bit more um, and and ultimately improve on productivity. We need the mining charter and the mineral and petroleum resource development amendment bill wrapped up so that the mining sector can start seeing investment again. Uh, we need to have clarity on things like the land expropriation without compensation question. Uh, hopefully we're going to get that later this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we need that wrapped up because there's a lot of foreign investment, I think, that is being held up and even local investment that's being held up as a result of these question marks. So that's just a few uh, of, of kind of the policy metrics that need to be uh, ironed out uh, sooner rather than later so that this economy can ultimately start attracting investments again. And that is, a, you know, if you look at our growth forecast for this year, yes, we see a two and a half percent growth rebound. But if you look at the detail of that, we still actually see gross domestic fixed investment contracting by more than five and a half percent this year. And that's very worrisome. Mm-hmm. And um, if people, our listeners want to get hold of this report, where, where can they, they, they find it? Uh, look, um, you know, we, we, we do disseminate the, the, the report via the media uh, and to our clients um, of, of BNP Paribas. So unfortunately, it's not something that is widely, uh, that is widely available to the general public. Um, but uh, hopefully I'm, uh, I'm giving you a, a good enough overview <laughs> this yeah, evening of, uh, of, of what to expect come 2021. Definitely a lot of work that has gone into this. Jeff Schultz, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much for having me.